0: Hello, hello, hello. This is Renee Audrey here on Fine Tuned Between the Lyrics and I am so glad that you came back for more we got a super awesome episode and i'm saying we but it's just me in here um (laughs) but we're gonna be using colony house a band super near and dear to my heart and their song you know it to guide this episode and i'm so pumped because this is our very first episode i am so excited and i can't wait to get into the nitty-gritty about this song with you And on this podcast, I really love to take your favorite songs, my favorite songs, the songs that we feel like haven't been played enough or talked about enough, and give that song a little bit of an extra spotlight, a little extra moment, no matter how old it is or no matter how new it is this podcast is pretty much a song recommendation podcast recommendations from me and from you guys please follow me dm me you can find me on instagram at btn.the.lyrics and on my personal account renee.aud and i'd be happy to chat it up with you tell me about the songs that are really making your showers just so much more fun (laughs) Or making that drive to work just all the more tolerable when you're sitting in traffic or making Corona all the more bearable. So yeah, tell me. I want to hear. On my podcast episodes, I will be talking about the lyrics, the music of these songs in specifics, but not playing the actual song on the podcast because of copyright issues. And for this episode and for future episodes, what I'm going to be doing is giving you guys some notice as to which song I'm going to be talking about on the upcoming episode and i will do that on my social media on my personal account and on the between the lyrics instagram account as well so that way you can choose to listen to the song before the episode comes out or to kind of hear my analysis get my interpretation and then choose to listen to it after also be sure to check out the description box because i have a link to the song just in case if you're one of those people that wants to listen to the song after the podcast episode. So we are going to use You Know It by Colony House. And this song was released in 2016. And it kind of fits into the alternative indie genre. It's from their Only the Lonely album. It's one of my favorite songs, both musically, lyrically, and content wise as well. I remember when I first listened to it, I was in my beat up 2005 Toyota Camry. Man, that car. Her name was Loretta. And (laughs) the front part of the car and the back part of the car, the bumpers were not attached to my vehicle. We had to duct tape the entire car together in order for it to not fall apart as we were driving. But honestly, she was such a babe. She really did rock the two hubcap thing going. Like she looked real cute. She really pulled through. Love you girl. But I'd be blasting this song slowing down to red lights. I mean as you can probably imagine I was the coolest kid in school. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I remember this song really resonating with me because it really matched with where I was at in my life and maybe when you listen to this song it will resonate with you too. So let's jump in. The moment the song starts it hypes you up for a ride. It starts off with this alternation between the drums and the guitar. It's got this authentic, unpolished guitar. Like somebody's playing it in an actual studio. Nobody's generating the sound from a keyboard or from a software. And it's somebody playing the actual instrument. And as weird and crazy as that sounds, I feel like we don't really hear that kind of content. We don't hear this raw and unmasked material. This authenticity in the music that they're playing and the words that they're saying, it's giving you such a gorgeous and heartwarming message and we're gonna dive into that with the first verse take that picture from that frame i put it in my pocket so that every day you're with me i keep you close to my heart give me one more kiss before the boys arrive nashville to san francisco is a hell of a drive but don't worry the lord is good when the road is wrong here we go Right from the beginning, Colony House is giving us such a beautiful image right off the bat. It's this guy taking a picture from a picture frame. And I imagine that it's of his wife and he's putting it in his pocket. So that way, when he's traveling in San Francisco, she's always with him. And I think that is just such a beautiful Image. It's very pure and it speaks to the idea that no matter how far away they are, long distance is no match for their relationship. And we see that when he says he just needs to give one last kiss. And I'm picturing this whole family. They're all in the driveway. The kids are playing with the trucks in the background, doing some sidewalk chalk or something while he's getting ready to load the van with his buddies. And his wife's in this gorgeous dress, Southern Belle, Pearls, and they're both saying goodbye. And yes, we do have this heartfelt goodbye going on here in this image that's being presented in the first verse but the entire time we got this steady bass that's driving the song forward it's giving it such support throughout the verses throughout the chorus their relationship is just as reliable just as promising as that bass drum it lasts throughout the whole song and you can depend on it and it kind of makes you antsy to want to keep on listening like you know when a really good song has just like that beat and you're tapping your foot and you're nodding your head you're sitting in your car and you are physically shaking the car like (laughs) it's that kind of song and the guitar in this song is really the heart and soul it's the heart and soul of the song. It kind of takes you back to like that oldies time period when technology wasn't so involved in the music that we hear and in the content that we hear. And music has really been revolutionized by technology. As a singer, songwriter, musician myself, I've been playing music and writing songs since I don't even know when, since I was like could walk. But what I've noticed is like as I've kind of grown up, I feel more inclined to want to incorporate more technology and techno sounds into the songs that i'm writing when i'm in the studio and i start to realize like how detached i become the software the computer the keyboard can essentially generate a lot of the talent that's being produced by artists. And it kind of makes me scared because the creative process involves so much vulnerability in the creator. When you're vulnerable in the songwriting process, you let that guard down and you allow yourself to surrender to whatever pain that's about to be unveiled in the song or whatever love is about to be joyously portrayed in the music. But when technology is involved and when you're clicking all those buttons and you're making all those creative and awesome, sometimes really awesome, technological decisions in your music, it kind of detaches you from what brought you into the studio in the first place, that rawness and that vulnerable feeling that brings you to this expressive, inspirational, and vulnerable state that actually takes quite a while to get to when you're in this dense songwriting process. And if I were back to when I was four years old, when I first touched the piano and the guitar for the first time, and if somebody told me that I could play the exact same thing that was being played on the piano on the computer, and it was easier, and it generated the exact same sound, and I was four? Yeah, I would have chosen the computer and I feel like a lot of upcoming artists and a lot of people that are entering the music industry, they're making that decision. But Colony House, I mean, they may have done that. Who knows? But Colony House is really staying authentic when you listen to this song. You can hear them playing for you. I don't know. Maybe they used technology and softwares for everything, but at least it sounds like I'm getting a personal concert. But what essentially this song does musically and content wise is it transports you to a simpler time. The theme that this song is giving you right from the first verse is an undeniable love that is simple and that is magically unaffected by any external factors that affect our daily lives very severely. And nowadays we're really craving this simple life with such a complicated world that we live in that's ever-changing and advancing so quickly, this song kind of gives you a break. It shows you the simple time that people in their 20s, people in Generation Z, hear all the time from their parents and their grandparents. And last time I checked, like none of my friends carry around photos of their loved ones. I don't carry around photos of my loved ones. I mean, my parents still do it because they're really corny and cute like that. But nonetheless, we don't see people doing that. Because we have these iPhones, we have these computers, these iPads that can storage our memories for us, that can storage the meanings of these people for us without us having to think about it. Like we don't need to consciously take that photo out of the picture frame. We don't make those conscious decisions like that anymore. And what I love about this song is that it transports you to a time in which these were the cute and simple ways that people showed their love. It's precious and it's precious because it's something that we really don't see on a daily basis anymore. We get to live vicariously through this couple in this song. So we hear the story of the first verse. This guy's going to San Francisco with his band on tour is what I kind of gathered from the verse but his wife is staying at home in nashville and we get propelled into this upbeat fun lively chorus that's got an awesome guitar driving throughout the whole thing and this message that he will be back before she knows it and the relationship is strong enough to withstand the distance but the reason why it's so strong is And this is one of the reasons why I love this song so much. This relationship is unaffected by Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, dating apps. With this technology that we have to help us connect in 2020 with the social media platforms and the dating apps, what I've really grown to realize is that it's actually made me so much more anxious. And I've seen it in my friends and I've seen it in my parents when they're really trying to figure out how to use social media. (laughs) But regardless of what you're doing with the technology, if you're 50, trying to meet someone, if you're 20, trying to meet someone, or if you're 15 and you're in Aruba and you're tan and you want to impress your crush on Instagram, like, honey, you do you. I do it too. I don't blame you. But, <laughs> but in the song, we don't see the couple independently obsessing about the other person's actions on social media. We don't see his wife checking Instagram, checking his Snapchat, trying to see where he is, who he's with, the Instagram models that he may have just followed. We don't see that on his end either. And that's something that we really lack in 2020. And this is why I get such an oldies vibe from this song. I feel like that this song's taking place in either the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, somewhere before the 21st century, because this love is too pure to exist in the 21st century. I'm sorry. And we are taught that the 21st century kind of sucks romantically. I mean, not necessarily sucks because we have this awesome technology that helps you meet people, yada, yada, yada. Yes, yes, yes. We know all the pros and cons to technology. But what I feel like we don't really realize is how much they affect how we relate to ourselves, and how we relate to others. And to give you a feel as to where I'm going with this, I'm going to use my parents' love story. <laughs> You're probably thinking like, what the heck does her parents' love story have to do with any of this? But I promise it's relevant. Um, but I'm gonna use my parents' love story to kind of highlight why and how technology infiltrates and affects the way we communicate with others and how we internalize relationships within ourselves. Get ready to buckle down because this story, man, mm, this story, I guarantee you that this is probably going to be top 10 of the most incredible love stories you've ever heard in your entire life. And I know that's a super big statement (laughs) and there's so many people with amazing love stories and I'm extremely biased here because these are my parents, but I'm sorry, this is just so good. So my mom is from Argentina and during this time in which this love story was taking place, Her whole family was living in Argentina, but her brother was getting married to an American woman in the United States. My mom's whole family flew to the US for the wedding and the bride's whole family spoke English only. So there was lots of translating going on in this wedding as you could probably imagine. But at this wedding, the bride's sister, she brought her husband and they both were thinking that her husband's brother would be a great match for my mom. And at the wedding, they approached my mom and through several translations in conversation, they asked her, hey, would you want to ever go on a blind date with this guy who's in grad school in Missouri right now? He's super nice. We think he'd be a great match for you. And my mom was like, all right, está bien conmigo. So she went for it. And eventually their mailing addresses got exchanged. And my mom went back to Argentina. My dad was in grad school. They were sending letters to each other. And keep in mind, my mom does not know one word of English at this time. And my dad still to this day, he did not know one word of Spanish. And they were using translation dictionaries to write. letters to each other for eight months. They wrote letters for eight months in languages that they didn't even speak and they used translation dictionaries. They didn't have Google Translate and after eight months of sending these letters back and forth to each other, my dad finally asks her if he could come to Argentina to meet her for the first time. So my mom said yes and my dad took a flight to Argentina. He brought his suitcase and A 10-pound bag of bagels, of course. He's from New York, and there were no bagels in Argentina. So he figured that was a great way to greet his future wife. (laughs) Imagine this. My mom, she's like 5'3", this tiny little Latina woman. She's in the airport, and she's waiting for this guy that she's been talking to for the past eight months. And she is greeted by a 6'4", 190-pound dude with a 10-pound bag of the best bread in New York. Every guy should know, bagels are the way to a woman's heart. Forget jewelry. Forget the cards. Bagels. Take notes, trust me. But it's so cute. My mom and dad always say that. The moment that they saw each other, they knew that they were each other's soulmates. But anywho, so the moment that my dad gets off this plane, to add to the craziness as if it wasn't crazy enough already, my dad essentially moves into my mom's apartment for nine days and they travel all over Argentina. He meets all of my mom's friends, my mom's family. And at the end of those nine days, my parents knew that they were gonna get married. My parents knew that they were each other's soulmates. And so my dad had to go back to the United States for grad school and my mom stayed in Argentina for a bit, but then moved to the United States and they lived together for around three years and eventually they got married and here I am. So let that story sink in because could this story be as magical as it was then now? Could this story be just as precious, just as incredibly crazy as it was then now in 2020? I don't think so. And this is where I draw the song in and into what we've been talking about this whole time. If let's say my parents' love story took place in 2020, they would have had google translate they would have had facetime they would have had all these different resources that could have helped them communicate better but i think that what made this whole story so special was the fact that technology wasn't present they couldn't speak each other's languages they had to find different ways to express love you had to get creative with what you got and for this song it was this photo that he carried of his wife. And for my parents, it was figuring out how to communicate. (laughs) I mean, those are pretty big extremes, but my mom and dad did not have a social media profile that they both could have readily looked over, stalked a little bit, I do it too, it's fine, but stalked a little bit and Judged before they even had the chance to tell their own story. With social media, with dating apps, we try and analyze the social media profiles, analyze the dating profiles, and try to figure out the other person's story without giving them the chance to tell it themselves. And I feel like a lot of anxiety in 2020 for millennials and Gen Z members. We feel like we need to accurately portray that story by oversharing, by overanalyzing our own personal media presence and the media presence of our friends and the people we potentially want to date or be in a relationship with. And today's extent of understanding and really getting a good glimpse of somebody's personal story is of either swiping left or right on somebody's photo on a dating app. Whether it be you are using the dating app for just dating, for hooking up, or for meeting somebody to eventually have a relationship with, we develop these short stories of who these people are, and it's a fleeting feeling. It's a fleeting glimpse of that person's story that you get for a couple seconds and you swipe left or right. This fleeting feeling and fleeting experiences that we get on a daily basis on social media that are really short and sweet type thing we're getting a similar concept in this song in the second verse but it's not in relation to dating or finding someone it's in relation to his trip in san francisco and what he has to let go of second verse all the pretty people and the places i've seen make up for every dollar because i'm living the dream i ain't worried i'll be fine because the tank ain't empty but it's feeling low. I'm sorry, San Francisco. I just got to go home to my baby because she's holding it down. But we'll be back before you know it. He's talking about all the pretty people, all the pretty places, all this amazing experiences that he's getting on this tour, on this trip with his band. And it makes up for every dollar that they're on the road because this is an experience of a lifetime. He talks about how this drive to want to continue being on the road, the tank's not empty, but he's feeling low. He's feeling low because his heart's in Nashville and he's willing to give up San Francisco to wanna be with his one and only That's holding it down. That's keeping the fam all together. She's making sure the kids are fed at dinner. She's making sure that the money gets made. She's holding it down while he's on tour. And when we get to the line, because the tank ain't empty, but it's feeling low, the music slows down a little bit and gets a smidge mopey. And I really feel like it's mimicking his frustration that he wants to be in Nashville with his wife, but he also wants to be living the dream in San Francisco, his dream. And it's upsetting because he can't have the best of both worlds, but to him... Living up to those expectations in a relationship and going back to his baby that's holding it down, that's what matters to him most. This song is giving us a relationship that has the ultimate dichotomy the dichotomy of allowing your significant other to live their life and have their dream, but to also fulfill the expectations of relationships. We have this heartfelt dedication from him leaving San Francisco, leading us into this symphony of a chorus that. Ties it all together in a pretty bow that he'll be back before she knows it. And when he gets back to Nashville, they'll be able to recover together from the long distance that they went through. This then segues into the bridge. But when the days grow long, she's all right. Hey, every night I know that she's still mine. But don't you break my heart. You're the only guarantee I've got. Hold on a little longer. I'll be right back to you. We get this feeling of security. Even when the days grow long, she's all right and she's sticking by my side. But what I really love about this verse is that it also displays the autonomy of his wife in Nashville. He says, don't break my heart. She has the means to go off and find somebody else while he's living his dream in San Francisco. She can do what she wants in Nashville, but he knows that she's his only guarantee. Seeing the pretty people, seeing the pretty places, having these fleeting but incredible incredible experiences she's his rock and this really touches upon that even when it's long distance and you vowed to be for that person a hundred percent you still need to live up to the expectations that are created in a relationship we are expected to respect the person's autonomy his wife is not saying don't go on that tour or him telling her that she has to come with him and that she must stay faithful too there's no need to say it because it's just implied she has enough security in her relationship. She doesn't do what we do in 2020 and overly investigate and spy on social media on our significant others or people that we potentially are interested in. And I feel like with all these tools at our disposal, we do this because we want to protect ourselves. We have to protect ourselves from possible infidelity or deception. We wanna be armed and ready with information just in case if a situation erupts four months down the line. We wanna have that info, we wanna have that inside scoop, we want that power. And when we enter these new relationships with all this new info, we come in with an idea of who this person is based off of a social media profile or dating profile. And this is where things kind of get messy because we get really caught up on the story that we think we know about that person versus the story that they're displaying to us when we actually foster that connection with them, when we actually give them that shot for them to tell their story. And this song kind of forces you To look at a relationship that is free from the investigating, free from the spying, free from our need to approach problems and relationships from our ego rather than our hearts. And it makes me think that in this day and age, people don't have that security and have that faith in a love that's durable, that has longevity, and that's faithful. A love that this song is giving us. So the next time that you're in a moment of uncertainty and in a moment of nervousness, try and step away from the phone, (laughs) step away from social media, step away from all these means to investigate and spy that create so much anxiety. Let's try and step away from that and think, am I letting my person tell their own story? Of course, don't ignore red flags, but am I Overly investigating? Am I overly spying on the person that is giving me so much joy? Am I going to let the burdens that come with technology, having a very large social media presence, outshine the love that I have with my person? In light of this song, in light of my parents' love story, <laughs> and in light of my analysis, tell me how this resonates with you. I want to hear your feedback. This is the first episode. We're keeping it along, but I also want to make sure that my listeners are involved. Involved in the process of how i'm creating this podcast i want you to feel like you're also being heard that being said send me your song recommendations if you got a song that you can't get out of your head if you have a song that's making you cry making you laugh making your car drive even better tell me dm me hit me up instagram lyrics and on my personal account renee.aud r-e-n-e-e.aud Also, definitely stay tuned to my Instagrams because that's when I will be giving that little two-day, one-day notice as to which song I'm gonna be talking about on the next upcoming episode. So definitely give me a follow and tune into that. I'm so excited to see the songs that you guys are gonna send me. Thank you so much for listening and I'm so grateful that you decided to tune in and listen to my first episode. I hope that you'll be back. I can't wait to get into the nitty-gritty once again. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This is Renee Audrey on Fine-Tune. Between the lyrics. All the best.